From the old National Bank State Street studio, you're listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hope your Thanksgiving was great. Waddle and Sylvie back together. We're on until five. Was your Thanksgiving great? It was. It was, it was very, very good. Yours? You were in South Excellent. Carolina. Yes, I was. Pickleball and golf. Pickleball, golf, drinking, imbibing, eating, more drinking. We had a good time. And we had a lot of uh, a lot of eating. We had a lo- we had a, a neighborhood. Uh, oh yeah, a neighborhood turkey ball for nice. the kids. First one we did in in our neighborhood. It was good. The boys had a good time. Uh, by the way, we're going to be out at Binnie's on Wednesday. I, I tweeted about this, and the reason why this is, is going to be great is, uh, it, and it's in partnership with uh, Few. Um, this is Few Whiskey, and this is one in which we went to Few in Evanston, and we picked um, the whiskey that we liked. And Very spicy. <laughs> Waddle and I graded spicy or not spicy. Yes. But we think we're going to win this year. Um, we really don't. Uh, just, That's false bravado. Uh, just, just when, when you, so it's going to be like a blind taste. Mm-hmm. And I th- this is free for everyone, by the way. Uh, 6.30 to 8.30 on Wednesday. It's our few good barrel picks. And the great thing about this one, we've done many uh, different events at Benny's Beverage Depot in Lincoln Park. And... Uh, there's not many where the entire station is together at one event. This will be all the shows. Cap and J-Hood, Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, Black and Abdallah. A lot of your favorite uh, producers are going to be there as well. So you'll get to see basically the entire station out in partnership with Few Whiskey, which is just awesome. They've been um, so great in Evanston for so long. and And they make... A great whiskey. And so we picked all these barrels, and then you'll be able to blind taste test who you like the most. And then th- that you, you put, like, a, I think it's a chip in the one that you, the barrel you like the best. And yeah. then no one will know who you're voting on. Like, you won't say, oh, I like Carmen and Yurko the best, so I'm going to vote for Carmen's. You won't know who you're voting on. I believe Black and Abdallah are the reigning champions. They are. And then there's even like uh, what we call our suits, like uh, two of our salespeople, uh, Sharfi and Anthony, are in together. They've mm-hmm. picked again. They're very, they're snobby when it comes to their whiskey as yes, well. Yes, they are. They think they know it all. Um, Everybody and, uh, associated with this does. Yeah, yeah. And I think they, they think they know it all and more than just whiskey as mm-hmm. well. So uh, 1720 North Marcy Street. It's a Benny's Beverage Depot, and it's this Wednesday, two days from today, 6.30 to 8.30. So be there. It's free, open to everybody, and hang out with the entire station. It's a great event, and we hope to see you there. Uh, Justin Jefferson, yep. as we've thought, um, I think it was mentioned yesterday that everyone was anticipating him to not play has officially been ruled out. Yes, as expected. Yeah, so they've got a bye week, too. Yeah. And uh, they're going to use the bye week to get him even better for their stretch. No run. reason for him to uh, risk getting re-injured at this point. Real quick, too, did you see the, the ironic, I mean, it's the wrong word, but I believe the game 
that the because they played earlier where last Thursday, the game that the Ravens played last night will be the only game they will have played in a 23-game stretch because of how the schedule has fallen and they're off this week. So they were coming off a Thursday game, I believe, against the Bengals. So they went the extended period of time, played a game, then they get the bye, and then you got the, the week leading up. So mm. they will have played one game in like a 22 or 23 or 4 game stretch. It's crazy. The, the Bears have had the weird schedule, yeah. too, like that. Is yeah. Like the longer week, you know, before that. Wait, what, what, what was the game before? The Bears played the Lions. They played And then before Carolina. that, they had the Carolina stretch yeah. where they had like a mini bye. Then they came off the mini bye to play Detroit. Then you got the extended, uh, an extra day for Monday night. And then yeah. you get the bye, too. So the Bears have played very few games in the last couple of weeks. Yep. And then now with the bye. Um, one thing I want to say, say is this about what I want to see tonight. Uh, again, it goes in my book. There are so many things, too. Little things that we could zoom in on, like that offensive line, uh, Montez Sweat on the defensive line. Want to see his reps go up. I uh, want to see uh, l- other little things. But to me, it all goes to Justin Fields again. This is a team that he got hurt against. This is the team with Brian Flores that they limited his rushing against. Um, I want to see him play better against this team. I want to see him string two really good games together. I want to see him learn from what the Vikings did to him in that two and a half quarters. I, what, the, the thing that I don't want to see is I don't want to see any gray. I want to see in these last six games, I want it to be one way or another. I want to be smacked in the face, because I like that kind of thing. I want to be smacked in the face, whether he's the guy or not the guy. No more gray. No more guessing. I, I either want him to be great, or I want him to, not, to show us that he's not the guy. But and, the likelihood of that is unlikely. Well, I... Uh, so you think most likely will be, well, there were good moments, and again, eh, not so good moments. I hope you're and, right. I hope you're eh, right. I hope you're right that there is a definitive conclusion. It doesn't matter how we feel, but for here, them. I don't want to sit here and argue. But what has, well, it's gutsy, and it's, uh, well, the offensive well, line, What has yeah. led you to believe this team has not, and as a team, they haven't won back-to-back games since week 16 and 17 of the 2021 season. What is this? What, what have you seen that leads you to believe that that is likely? Could happen. But the likelihood that you're going to see all horrible or all outstanding. I don't need all outstanding because I know he can't be perfect. But I need mostly great. I need mostly great. I need really good stretches. And look, like even... Mostly great is not something – it's hard for any quarterback I, 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 to achieve I, I, I need a stretch of, like, the last six or seven games that C.J. Stroud played. Yes, that would be great. That's what I need. I, 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 right. Like, I'm not, what leads you to believe that that's there? Well, I mean, if he wants to be the guy and people want him to be the guy, that's what you got to get. Of course. If you want to be swayed to not draft a quarterback one or two – you have to see greatness. Well, you're going to you have can an op- see okayness. You're going to have an opportunity to open eyes against some pretty difficult defenses as well. Yeah. Like this Vikings defense has been better than average. They've been above average over the last several weeks. They give you a lot of different looks. They make life more difficult on quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks, based on some of the stuff that they do. 
the Detroit defense is kind of nondescript, as we've seen. Like, they are not an above-average defense. But then the following week, you're going to get a Cleveland defense, if Miles Garrett can play. That's one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the National Football League. So you're going to have an opportunity to be impressive against some pretty good defenses, which, to me, would be more of a, a positive for him. Like, there's one thing about going out there against a bad defense and putting up big numbers. It's another thing to go out there and play clean, efficient, and very, very yes, well against that, a couple it, of the better defenses in the league. It's the eyes. It wasn't about the numbers for Justin, whatever he rushed for over 100 yards, the passing numbers last week. It was he limited mistakes. He didn't get sacked. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't really turn the ball over until that final play. He put them in a position to win. He made plays down the stretch. After missing DJ Moore early, he he had a a critical pass that hit DJ Moore in the end zone. He made a perfect pass that Tyler Scott should have come up with. He had the big run late with five minutes left that put him in another crucial scoring position late in that football game. Make plays late. Uh, Be a win because of guy. And if the Bears don't finish and it's not because of you... I could differentiate that. If the Bears don't win, but you put them in position to win, I could differentiate that. Play another game like you did last week and string them together. I think we're all smart enough to to do that. So So um, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. 332-3776. What is most important to you tonight that you need to see? Jimmy on the north side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, fellas? How are you guys? We're great. Yeah, hope you had a good Thanksgiving, Tom and too, uh, and Marco. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I uh, I've been thinking about the uh, Harbaugh thing for quite a while now. I believe I've called in and talked about this. And one thing about the Bears fans is they're it's so erratic as how they evaluate Fields. It's like he throws a bad pass and he's not the guy or he plays two quarters against the Vikings and he's not the guy and, or he plays great against the uh, commanders and he's the guy. So there's inconsistency there, but I will tell you this where there is consistency. And as a loser, I've been putting up a poll on Twitter every single week that says, you know, essentially a, would you rather Harbon field or polls and pick your quarterback? And I'll tell you what, man, 80% every single week. And I'm not pulling in, you know, thousands of votes per poll, but I'm talking about throughout the, reg- throughout the regular season, definitely thousands of votes. I find that quite interesting. And, Tom, when I hear you say 60%, that, per- that perked my ears up. I want this guy. He's a winner. Floose, goodbye. Hit the bricks. Polls, if you have an issue with player personnel, hit the bricks. I mean, it's not you, it's me type of thing because it's time to win, fellas. And I really think Fields has played pretty well last few starts. I mean, the Minnesota game is the Minnesota game. But here, here we go. I mean, at the end, after week seven last year, he really turns it on. What do you think? Well, I, I didn't know if there was anything else. I mean, that was a lot. Don't get me wrong. I, There's I, always a lot. <laughs> well, what, what, was the, what was the return on, on your, uh, your poll? Like 80%. 80% said Fields and Harbaugh? That's correct. Okay. Yeah, without without not of, even close. Every single week, pe- I've been twelve people. You said how many? I said I've done it every week. So when you start to aggregate the votes, yeah. you know you're looking at you know in the thousands. Sure. Here's a question that I have for you guys. You could weigh in on this too, Jimmy. Um, 
Would would the Bears allow Justin Fields to return? I guess if he plays great, yes. But would they allow him to return under another offensive coordinator in the same place to learn another offense here going into his fourth year? This would be his third different coordinator that you're allowing him to start over with now. So I thought again, we were trying to get back on the sa- everyone get on the same page or the order of B. I-, I mean, I think you're asking for issues if you do. You're that. right. Like, if you bring in a new coach, aren't you pairing the new coach with a new quarterback? Is I, what, I, I think but, but that's most likely. Isn't a rookie quarterback coming in the same exact scenario with less certainty as to whether or not they're being going to be good and also... You miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr. more likely than not if you go with a quarterback, right? So now you're looking at potentially new a new coordinator for Fields, but you have Marvin Harrison Jr. now. I mean, what's the difference between that and a rookie quarterback with a new offensive coordinator? Well, I would say, Jimmy, like, thing. listen, I, I, I would say be good at your job and go find the next Devontae Adams in the second or third round. Like, if you don't get Marvin Harrison Jr., who's, I mean, I said last year. You know, I mean, so I look, I, I, I wouldn't think that Marvin Harrison Jr. would be the number one overall selection. I think he's by far the best receiver in this draft. Everyone loves him. Like everyone. Like I just I, I'm not dismissing him. I am just no. asking you, when's the last right. receiver picked in the top three that won the Super Bowl? Uh, listen, if you've got if you've got conviction that one of these quarterbacks is the answer to your, you know, the, the, is the solution to all of your problems, then you have to draft him because you don't find yourself in this spot very frequently unless you're the Bears and then you have the first overall selection in consecutive years. Again, I said last week, I thought it was a really interesting conversation that Cap and Jay Hood had. It looks like everybody missed on CJ Stroud right now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine having the first overall selection in consecutive years, and- foregoing the opportunity to draft a quarterback and in back to back seasons? Watching one of the guys turn into what looks to be, and again, there's a lot of time for C.J. Stroud to maybe change how you feel about him in the other direction. It's very early. It's a small sample size. But here's a young man that I think he's thrown for four or five 300-yard games, and his interception, touchdown-interception ratio is outstanding. It's four to one. So it's not like you're just putting up 300-yard games and throwing the ball to the other team. And then you hired him from Kansas City, where they were the team that got Mahomes right, yeah. that knew had Mahomes number one. So you were hoping that he had learned through what a quarterback process was. Absolutely. And that you can't go over two on that. Look, I, I think there is no, nothing bad comes from Justin going out there and playing lights out. Nothing bad comes from that. Either he plays so well, you're convinced he's your guy going forward and can use your draft currency in a different direction. You may still decide if he plays well that he's not your guy and you like somebody else better. His then trade value is significantly higher. I don't, I don't envision a scenario where they draft a quarterback at one using the Carolina pick and keeping Justin. I know that that yeah. has been floated out there. No, that's just, not something that I Justin believe is even. No, he would nobody would want that. Yeah. And you would want to then, if you're going to move on from him in terms of drafting a quarterback, you could trade him for something very valuable. Right. So there's nothing bad that occurs. From Justin going out there and playing well, and I hope the kid goes out there tonight and plays even better than yes, he did against Detroit. 
Because, again, what's the downside? Nothing. There's zero downside to Justin Fields going out there and playing great football. You want him to. Ben in Lincoln Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Ben? Hey. uh, How are you guys doing? We're good. Yeah, so I uh, read Courtney's article this morning and, like, the way they laid out the options at quarterback and is kind of what I've been thinking this year. I looked, like, at the last few Super Bowls, last six Super Bowls, one of the teams has had a quarterback as their primary starter on a rookie contract, and it just feels like that's the quickest way for us to get back to relevance. Oh, there's no doubt, Ben, that, that you know, you, you can build your team, I think, much easier when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract. Then it becomes you find that quarterback who then you got to pay, and then you find ans- answers to questions after that. But there's no doubt. I mean, to have a, a really good quarterback on a rookie deal is tremendously beneficial to a team. I think you're in no man's land when you start paying a quarterback that you're in like with. Yes. Just because it's hard to find a quarterback. Yeah. And then you're stuck because you have to pay him. And then you're, you're you know what? And then you can't build your roster that right. way. You know, like... Again, and this isn't as much on the quarterback on the rookie contract. Another takeaway, and I've been saying it about Houston, but there are other teams that are showing you too. Charlie mentioned it in the pre-show. Watching the league again on this Sunday and about how you, if you do it right, how quickly this league is so mediocre mm-hmm. and how you could be in that graphic of in the hunt if you, can, if, if you handle your business the right way like Houston did, they were one eleven and one at one point last year. Do you and people do, forget? Do you remember how gross the Colts were last year? Yeah, that they had a get up coach. They had they fired Frank Reich. Frank Reich was fired twice in season in back to back years. Only coach to have ever done that back to back years in season. Um, they they hire a coach off a television set. They blew the largest lead in NFL history in a game against these Minnesota Vikings. They were in shambles. They were people were making fun of their owner. Their running back at the beginning of the year was holding out. Everyone said you would never want to be the coach. Uh, never want to be the owner, never want to be that team. They hire a rookie coach who has never been a coach before as a coordinator for the Eagles. And now they're playing their backup quarterback after their rookie quarterback goes down. And what are they? They are the final wild card spot in the AFC. They're six and five, right? They're six and five. Six and five. Yes. So that's one example. I told you about the Houston Texans. Also six and five that lose the tiebreaker to the Colts for that final wild card spot at the moment. A year ago, the Denver Broncos had one of the worst head coaches to ever take over a team. A quarterback who was absolutely cooked on a terrible contract that everyone was making fun of for cooked, all I of his. That was good. Yeah, cooked. let him cook. Well done. And well he was done. Absolutely done. And you carried it over to this year where Sean Payton was an overrated coach, coaching the quarterback who was cooked. They were giving up 70 points. And now all of a sudden they have the longest win streak, boom, like that. They're now in playoff contention. And they are in the hunt. Denver, the Colts, Houston. If you handle your business right, you can get right back in this thing. Do you know who else is in the hunt currently in the NFC? They're on the board right now. The Green Bay Packers? Yes. Now they're Ah! five five and six. 
But they've won three out of their last four, I believe. And they just took care of business. You know what they did in Detroit? That was a terrible you Thanksgiving. Know, do you know what they did? They got up to a big lead in Detroit against the, the, the class of the division, and they closed the deal. Like, they, they found a way to close the deal and win a football game, which is something we haven't been able to do, especially late in games. Kevin Fishbane wrote a great article in The Athletic about how this team, over the last two years, has failed miserably in crunch time in all aspects how many times they've had an opportunity in the final three minutes of a game down one score you can either tie the game or you can actually go ahead and they haven't been able to do really anything with those opportunities it was a great it was a it great, was great order, read it was I, a, I tweeted him too and, i and told it, him it was it was a just a slap in the face followed by a giant bucket of cold water in the face as well. And the Bears have players. They, they have do. some players. So, like, I don't want to hear anyone say this is a five-year project or this is a three-year project. There, If you handle your business right with your draft picks, with your coaching vacancy, there's no reason why next year at this time the Bears can't be the Broncos or the Colts or the Houston Texans. Those places were crap shows. Yes. They weren't bad teams. They were absolute bottom of the barrel, bad spots that people were making fun of. Yes. And the Bears can do that too with a new coach. And if they choose to draft a quarterback, they can be that Like team. you said, what is most important to you? And the quarterback play is very important from here on out. But what I want to see is this team, the young players deliver. And if that results in you winning games, so be it. If you're winning games because your young guys are delivering, then I'm fine with it because I'm still going to get the first overall selection more than likely from the Carolina pick. If I win a couple more games and my draft spot with my own pick drops a little bit further than I would like, but we're doing it because a bunch of the young guys are delivering, I got no problem right. with that at all. Right. No problem with that at all. This team needs to learn how to start winning football games, especially in crunch time. Across the board, Justin's numbers in crunch time are awful. It's not only his fault. The rest of the team's numbers, defensively, that loss to Detroit last week wasn't on Justin Fields. He did everything he needed to do for them to win. That's a loss on your defense, couldn't make a stop. You had three minutes. Ask ask Lance. I heard Lance say it. He'll be on with you tonight at 5 o'clock. Lance said it last week with with. Uh, uh, cap and, and hoodie. Like, look, you, you, you have a 12 point lead with three minutes and 15 seconds to go. That, that defense that Lance played on would have never coughed up that lead. And you got to get to the point where you can say what you want about your coach being too conservative and your coach doing this. At the end of the day, you had a 12 point lead with three minutes and fi- or four minutes and 15 seconds left. Make a damn play. Right. Yep. Make uh, a play. Right. And that's why I want to see Justin play like that again today. Uh, let's continue to take your calls. We have a ton of calls, 312-332-3776. I do want to expand on that, that Packer game, too. Why it's it spoiled part of my Thanksgiving. You can never spoil my Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. But it really sat poorly with me uh, to start the day. And I'll tell you why coming up next. It's that time again. 
when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside Waddle's World. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. Oh, that is correct. Waddle's World is brought to you by our good friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FDIC. Got some calls over there you want to yeah, get to? We'll take uh, continue take calls. I don't know if you noticed this. Were you on the golf course during the uh, during the Green Bay Detroit game, or were you watching the game? I did not know I was on the golf course for that. I was following along, and it looked like Jordan Love was having himself quite a, a game. He had a good game. He's still not uh, legit. Um, so, but if, if it wasn't bad enough that the Packers won that game, uh, then all game, all game. That broadcast, Kevin Burkhart, our buddy Greg Olson, every five minutes, they just kept reminding you. Uh, but by the way, Detroit came back last week. They were down just under three minutes left to the Bears. Kept salting the wounds. So don't count the lines out yet. Um, by the way, they trailed the Bears. I Guys, I got it. I, I know. Yeah. yeah. Like every five minutes. And then. Just kept reminding us. And then they did something as they normally do, those Green Bay Packers, something better than us. Yes, they finished. They finished. <laughs> I'm like, I got you. I know. I watched the game and I know they're not. They're, they're, they're telling the country. I know right. this. I know. But still, it, it seemed like every five minutes they were reminding the country. And the Bears just last week, twelve point lead. Are the are the Lions about to do a reverse twenty twenty two on us? Oh, like go uh, yeah, go four Listen wins. That the rest defense, of the, way. the defense, their pass rush is not. I don't know if they had any sacks against the Packers, but they had six or seven, maybe eight games where they only had one sack. Like their pass rush isn't as bad as ours, but it hasn't been very good. That defense is not. Top half and the quarterback, the quarterback starting the, to turn the ball yeah. over more, and teams are having a little, have a little bit more of a beat on their, on their offense. So I don't know. They're, Keep an they're, eye on them. They're not the the Eagles or the Niners. No. Like everyone was talking several weeks or ago, the Cowboys that even. they're in the same category as the 49ers and the Eagles, which I would resist today as much as I resisted yeah. then. They need a wide receiver, to another wide receiver to go with St. Brown, don't they? Yeah, they've had some guys mm. banged up, and, and Jamison Williams I don't think has come mm. along the way that they had hoped. Um, they run the ball well. Yeah, they got but, two, they got the good tight, La- Laporta's good, and uh, they got two good running backs. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's I a still... very good offensive line. Look, teams do this. The 49ers did this. They lost. I think they didn't they lose three in a row before the bye, and then they got right, and then they traded for Chase Young. And I believe now that a pass rush that was anemic, to say the least, is now back to sacking quarterbacks mm-hmm. faster than anyone in the league. Purdy's out there dropping perfect games on people. Yeah. Like teams ebb and flow. Yes, they do. So I wouldn't be writing the Lions off. 
But I'm with you. I don't think the Lions are, in my opinion, in the same category as... Like, I still want to see it. I think the, the, the Dallas Cowboys are better than them, but I still need to see the Cowboys play well on the road against a decent opponent before I start to believe that they're in the Philadelphia Eagles and the 49ers category. The Lions just played the same game against the Bears and the Packers yeah. two weeks in a row, and neither team is great. No. You know, like, the Bears are much worse, but neither team is great. No. Um, by the way, there's a weird story going around, and then we'll get back to your calls, on Sports Illustrated. So there was a, there's a report going around that SI has done stories by AI that a lot of the stories that you read online from Sports Illustrated is done by AI, artificial, that they're not written by humans. Artificial intelligence. Yes. You were just going to say artificial insemination, weren't you? No, you artificial intelligence. Okay. No. Um, and the SI union has come out with a, a statement. These are, they sign it the humans of SI. Um, it says, we, the workers of the SI union, are horrified by a story on the site Futurism, reporting that Sports Illustrated's parent company, the Arena Group, has published AI-generated content under SI's brand with fabricate fabricated bylines and writer profiles. If true, these practices violate everything we believe in about journalism. We deplore being associated with something so disrespectful to our readers. We demand answers and transparency from Arena Group management about what exactly has been published under the SI name. We demand the company commit to adhering to basic journalistic standards, including not publishing computer-written stories by fake people. We want to be very clear, be very clear. What is described in this futurism story does not represent the hardworking journalists who make up the SI union. For nearly 70 years, SI staff members have held themselves to the highest possible ethical standards. As members of the SI union, we are proud to be a part of the legacy and work every day to protect it. We expect management to do the same. The humans of the SI union. It's a weird story, isn't it? It is. It's, it's a glimpse into the future where there has been a lot of concern and anxiety about the number of jobs that will be eliminated by AI. But they're using fake bylines, too. Yeah. So they're, like, trying to fake you out. Adam Abdallah, I think, had it, had it right before anybody. Yes, he, he's been on this he's for He's been a while. on this for about a decade. Yes. Um, all right, let's take some calls. Sid in Ann Arbor, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Sid? Hey, guys, how's it going? We're good. So, last time I called into the show, I was just fed up with Matt Nagy, and I feel like I'm at the same spot with <laughs> Matt Eberflus. We should just keep you on hold. Over yeah. we, Sid, we should just keep you on hold, like, on retainer or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, at the end of the day, what pisses me off the most is um, lack of accountability. So, with Matt Nagy, the, when I called in, it was the year before he got fired. They gave him one more year. And I hope that doesn't happen with the Eberflus again because you're just delaying the inevitable at this point. So that's that. The other thing I wanted to mention is living in Ann Arbor, you just see the love that people have for um, John Harbaugh. Sorry, Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) And um, I moved here like about a year ago. And I think it's going to take more than an NFL team to show interest for him to leave because I don't see how somebody can leave a place where there's – adored and like worshiped like that so 
Just wondering if you guys think let that me, holds let, any weight. Let me ask you a question, Sid. Uh, I'm sure the Michigan fans feel that way about about Jim. But I've heard that that whether it's the president or the AD or others up there may not have a the same exact feelings for him mm-hmm. because of some of the issues that have arisen. What can you tell us about what's happening? Well, I know that the players and fans love him. I mean, I live a couple minutes in the stadium. Uh, there's neighbors who actually play for the football team. And um, that's all I know. But I would be really shocked to see somebody like that leave. But don't get me wrong. The, what I would love more than anything else for, is for him to coach the Bears. You know, kind of pair my two teams up together. Amen to that. Yeah, I just think that he won't be able to do the job that he wants to do with all the with all the the stuff that is going to come down from the NCAA. I don't think it's a matter of being loved or appreciated. I think it's a matter of he's fed up with all the sanctions that are going to come down, and he's he's got to get out of there. It, it, like at some point, you just. What does Theo say? I mean, Theo, I, I, I mean, he was basically a guy who believed that there is a shelf life to every experience. And he wasn't penalized for anything. Correct. This is, there's going to be penalties here that won't allow him to do the job. Right. Like that, th- that's what I think it's more about. I think this is m- going to be more about his frustration with the NCAA, him feeling like he's a target right now. Well, remember, too, that there was a long term contract extension that had been floated out there and they were negotiating. And then that was put on hold for all of these reasons. What is the administration? How do they feel about their future with him at the front of the the bus. Yeah, yeah. L- l- listen to the way the coaches talk about Harbaugh. Listen to the way the, and the listen players, to the way Albert yeah. Breer uh, talk about the players every stop he's been at. Yeah, um, we should get Alex Smith on um, if he would do it. I, I bet I'm, I'm interested to hear what Alex Smith would say about Jim Harbaugh because he turned around his career. Yeah, uh, Paul in St. Joe, Ma- Michigan. What's up, Paulie? Oh. I got to take this. Hey, gotta guys. This. Hey, What's up? <laughs> Who are you? Sorry to call you and interrupt you. Yeah. Oh, man. What were you doing? Well, you, guys, you guys are awesome. I want to say you guys are getting so good cracking this down now. But I'm a lifelong Bear fan. I mean, and I can't stand this situation. Uh, we're seeing around the league right now that coaching freaking matters. Look what's going on in Buffalo. Look what's going on in Denver. I mean, what's going on in Indy? Just think if he was our coach, that kid. Well, how about, you know, I don't want to throw names, but I'm with the other guy from Michigan. And you know what, guys? Coaching matters. Of course it does. We wouldn't even, I mean, I guarantee you, I, got, I can name off three games right now where the Bears should have won this year. We ought to be 6-5 and five now and saying, look, the arrow's pointing up. But I'm glad, I'm glad it's not because these, these guys need to go bye-bye. Bye-bye. And I and I, I want my dang team back. I want it coached by a real a real organization. I'm tired of this, I, and I hope that my man Kevin Warren is hearing all of this, and that he 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 gets involved in this thing. He's probably talking to someone in Minneapolis right now. Yes, so uh, he's probably, probably not listening. Because yeah. remember, he was once employed by the Vikings and was the one who spearheaded that beautiful new building. But it's, it's yeah. But Paul, Paul, it's going to be super interesting to hear. The first time he does speak, what he's got in store for everything. Like, what what kind of, how will come out punching, so to speak? Will he come out with, with multiple punches? Will he just come out with a couple of jabs? 
Well, like, like he's been waiting. I think you're going to see a definitive statement or presentation from him. Again, do you really believe, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying everyone in general. I don't believe that he believed that this was going to be what he was stepping into. Where he, yes, there was going to be some losing because this team's in a rebuild. And I'm going to focus on the... The stadium, and this is going to be a tremendous opportunity. I don't think he had any idea that he was going to have his hands as full as his hands are full. So I think he's just accumulating as much information as possible. He's listening. He's watching. Isn't that the old saying? That's why God gave you two eyes and two ears and one mouth so you can watch and you can hear more than than what you're actually sure, saying. Yeah. And, and I think that he's... He's waiting for the moment to assert himself. Right. And now's not that time. As long as he listens and watches and then acts. What I don't want him to do is listen and watch. And status quo becomes and, his action. And then, and, then, and then when the season ends, he just kind of goes, well, you know what? We're going to, we're just going to go. <laughs> going to continue. Keep it continue. Keep, keep it continue. We're like we're we're gonna we're gonna let it grow. I have a let, hard a mean, that's what time I mean. believing right. that that is what we're gonna hear from right. him. But I don't know because no, I don't know. Him. No, I, I like by he is the he is the mil, the the billion dollar question. The answer. The he is what the what we've all been hoping for in terms of business being done differently. In, There's in, no in, evidence of that right now because but, of how things have happened, but I still hold that, other, that hope. Other than selling the team, that is our answer to having business done differently. Someone from outside the family, someone from outside the business who has taken over the most powerful job in that building to do things differently and him saying, this is unacceptable. We have had a chance and I have watched many teams who are in a far worse shape than us lap us. And it's not acceptable. And I think that that this isn't acceptable will be itemized on a number of different fronts. It won't just be this isn't it. It will be this is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. We're going to do this differently. Everything over here needs to be done this way, not that way. Like, I can't imagine that he doesn't have a checklist a mile long. And you just you, you you listen to how people how they talk about their interactions with him, right? Didn't he spend time with every member of the Bears organization? Yes. Trying to learn about them and how things have been done up there for years. I want him, uh, like, I hope he has done research on why quarterback searches have failed, why coaching searches have failed, the backwardness of hiring, so that when he does say this stuff has been unacceptable, he will tell you, and under my guidance, this is how we're going to fix it. Not, oh, it's unacceptable and we're going to try. But I have learned from all of this by sitting back and watching. And now under my leadership, this is how we're going to fix no, it. I think that's the biggest wild card of all. How does Kevin Warren feel about his organization? And we don't know quite yet. I can't imagine he's happy on a number of fronts, but we don't know yep. because he hasn't told us. There will come a time when he will tell you yeah, how he feels about his organization. The Kevin Warren awakening. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I hope I... I or, or the reckoning. The reckoning. Maybe not the, Kevin, awakening, the awakening, but the reckoning. The, that's what we're going to call it. The Kevin, I, we hope that there's a Kevin Warren reckoning. Yes. 
that the, those observations will be put into action, in major action. 312-332-3776. Uh, Aki's A-List coming up at 4 o'clock. If you want to talk about the Bears, tonight's game or big picture stuff, be our guest. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. By the way, can I give you an official injury report brought to you by Costa Ivoni Personal Injury Lawyers? Sure. Uh, the Bears have downgraded Deontay Foreman, Tyreek Stevenson, and Larry Borum to out for tonight's game. They have not traveled with the team to Minnesota. And for the Vikings, uh, Justin Jefferson has also officially been ruled out as well. I'm most bummed um, about Stevenson. Yeah. He had a really great game last game. Yes, he is an interesting and very uh, exciting young player. Good size, good length, good physical attributes. Likes to mix it up. I think this was a good selection by Ryan Poles in the draft this mm-hmm. year with a second-round pick. Another part of the Carolina pick. I know we've you know, gone back and forth is Dexter part of it, but it is Stevenson. Stevenson was the pick that came from Carolina. I mean, good like, they did, they did get... He did do his best work in that trade. He that was uh, that's what he got. He got the the best. There's no th- question that, best work. that Ryan Poles' best attribute or mo- biggest accomplishment so far as the general manager of this team is that trade with the Carolina Panthers. It was brilliant. It was we were talking trade. about that, and it's not like it's not like obvious either. Like he could have waited, and a lot of guys. Think they're the best deal is always the deal right before the draft. He could have said, "Well, I'm going to wait." Remember, Ryan Poles made the trade very early. He heard what he wanted to hear, and he got himself a king's ransom. Look, I, 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 I do give him credit, a ton of credit for it. Had he not gotten a King's Ransom, we would have all been pissed off. Of course. But he did get a King's Ransom. He got D.J. Moore, a difference-making receiver. They've got the first pick of the the draft, it looks like, from Carolina. They got their first from 2024. You used your draft currency on guys that are going to be a part of this franchise for years to come. How many starters do you believe Ryan Poles got from the Carolina pick? From the Carolina number one overall pick. So DJ Moore's one. Darnell Wright is also part of it, right? Yeah. So Tyreek Stevenson is also part of it. That's three. three. And whoever you draft with the first overall selection this next season is going to be a starter, it's regardless four. of position. So and then don't forget, four. you have their second round pick in 2025. So, yeah, so you should should get five starters out of that. Five starters from one pick. Yes. I mean, that's a great trade. It is a very good trade. We'll figure out how good a trade it is a couple of years from now when we see what what C.J. Stroud becomes and we see what What becomes of this. If the Bears get their franchise quarterback. Then it will be one of the greatest trades in NFL history. Right. It's certainly Bears history. Yeah. 
Uh, 312-332-3776. Aki's A-list. And I want to go over some of the, the bets we made on this game. I, I Let's do that right before the A-list. I haven't made A-list. a wager yet. Oh, you haven't? No. What's wrong with you? What? what, well, what, what how, how much what? time do you have? Come on. I cashed in on the Bulls last night, too, by the way. They're almost like, that's shooting uh, fish without, in a barrel. I cashed in on the Bulls without even watching a dribble. I'll tell you about that coming up next in Aki's A-list.